Hello and welcome to Living Heritage, a show about people who are engaged in the heritage and culture sector, all those who keep heritage alive at the community level. I'm Tara Barrett and today's guests are Gail Everson and Margot Dooley of the Pooch Cove Heritage Society. Gail Everson, formerly of a Hudson, is a lifetime resident of Pooch Cove. Her family owned and operated three cod liver oil factories in Pooch Cove, Pauline, and Cape St. Francis from the late 1800s until the mid-1960s. Dr. Margot Dooley is a graduate of Munn and the University of London, where she received a PhD in history. She currently lives in Pooch Cove, a community that she loves and where she finds inspiration for her ongoing writing in Newfoundland history. The Pooch Cove Heritage Society is a nonprofit community association founded in 2009 to assist residents of Pooch Cove in identifying and protecting local heritage. Some of the community activities to date include commemorations of the Waterwitch Shipwreck and Rescue, Pooch Cove Heritage Days, a heritage night with storytelling, a kitchen party, and events to mark the 100th anniversary of the 1914 sealing disaster. The Society has conducted many interviews with local seniors, which form the basis of a book on local heritage. Hello, and welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. It's great to have you guys in. Um, So just to start off, um, I guess for anybody who doesn't know, where is Pooch Cove located? It's up on the tip of Cape St. Francis, and the Crown town motto is first to see the sun because we're the first inhabited spot in Newfoundland to see the sun. Very nice. At least in some summers. <laughs> <laughs> Not this one, though. Um, and so what, what, what do we know about the early history of Pooch Cove? Well, there's, I would say, a, a, a bit of mystery about that. The earliest recorded history of Pooch Cove, our families relocating from the other side of Conception Bay, um, and probably the earliest records are about 1790, 1800. Gail, you could correct me. Um, but there's some suspicion, and a, more than a suspicion, if you look at the location of, of Pooch Cove and Cape St. Francis, that there was a great deal of seasonal fishery going on there before then, and possibly permanent settlement that we can't pin down with any accuracy. And so what were kind of the, some of the founding uh, families that were there in the beginning? Hudson's, uh, Noseworthy's, Sullivan's. Um, a lot of the, those families came over from England. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And the Grouchy's, maybe. Grouchy's, yes. yeah. And so are those families still, uh, I guess, active and still in the community today? Yes, yeah. We're very fortunate, I think, in Pooch Cove in having a kind of blend of the older families and then newer people like myself who've, who've moved in, but it's just, it's wonderful to be able to meet descendants of families who've been there from the beginning, mm-hmm. such as Gail. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Gail, actually, uh, I know that uh, your family, as, as was mentioned, owned a number of cod liver oil factories in Pooch Cove. Um, would you be able to tell us a little bit about the cod liver oil smartphone app that your group has created? Yes, it's a wonderful app. It's uh, very interesting, and uh, especially you know for this generation to 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 get a little bit of knowledge um, about what happened and where the sites were, and it's a it's a walking tour. Like you can do it uh, beginning in Chu Cove. There are five sites, and when you when you reach the site, it will come on automatically on your iPhone or tablet. 
So it, it's quite informative and very interesting. We've actually got a little clip which we'll play here. Cut the rod. No way, no way. I don't like cut the rod. Well, no, no. <laughs> no way, no way. <laughs> Each student was given a, a bottle of this cod liver oil. So the cod liver oil was brought home. Now, I don't know what most students did, but I know that in my case, the cod liver oil never got home because I didn't like cod liver oil. And so how did you guys go about, I guess, starting, like, making an app? Where did you guys come up with that idea, or how did you develop that, that app? Well... Before I answer your question, and I'm not being like a politician dodging your question, but I really want to acknowledge the help of the Fisheries Intangible Cultural Heritage Grant, um, which, as you well know, is part of the Heritage Foundation of Newfoundland and Labrador, because we couldn't have developed the, the, the app without your support. Um, for many years, ever since the founding of the Committee Now Society, we have put on heritage events and for, have relied on print and storyboards. And what's really kind of an ephemeral thing, senior circles, you know, talking circles. And we began to think, how could we outreach to a younger generation and how could we put up something that really could be distributed beyond our particular events? So that I think that was part of the inspiration for it. And uh, we're very fortunate, thanks to your grant, uh, to be able to hire a consultant, Chris Brooks, and um, the the Heritage Society, if I can brag a little, has got a wide range of talent in it, and it includes Po Chun Lao, who is a videographer and artist, and um, she took on a lot of the, the technical aspects of this with Chris Brooks' help. And uh, we had many, many seniors in the community contribute memories that were captured in audio and video. Um, and uh, so in addition to our usual text distribution, we do have a pamphlet and we do have a booklet on the Cod Liver Oil Factory. We de developed the app, too. And, and I think this, the snippets that you play really capture some of the flavor. It Technically, it's a tour of, or formally, it's a tour of Cod Liver Oil Factories, but really it's much more than that, I would say. Wouldn't you, Gail? Yes, I would agree. You, you've, you've got... You know, seniors' memories, some of them go beyond the Cod Liver Oil Factory. There are aerial photos. There are historical photos of, of uh, various locations. So I think you really get a sense of place and what Puchkov was like 50, 100 years ago. And not just Puchkov, as Gail pointed out. There are other communities involved. And so what were those other uh, communities? Uh, just Shukov, which is, is next to Puchkov. And they have, uh, there's a site there, Shukov Beach. It's just a beautiful place. And and, and Biscayne Cove. And Biscayne Cove. Well, Cape St. Francis, and it's called, you know, Biscayne Cove or Biscayne Cove. And uh, <clears throat> so those are on the app as well. And so if somebody wanted to download the app, is it available on, I guess, Google Store and iTunes? Yes, or I uh, Google Play. Mm -hmm. and, and the... Uh, Apple Store. Apple yeah. Store, mm -hmm. right. And, and so it's free. And if you look it up, would it just be Pooch Cove? Pooch Cove Memories. Pooch Cove Memories, yeah. yes. I think you can find it under Cod Liver Oil, too. Yes. Needless to say, there aren't too many Cod Liver Oil links on, yeah. on no, I can't imagine. <laughs> the internet. <laughs> there are. Yeah. You just Google Pooch Cove Memories. And then you'll find it there. Uh, perfect. Um, 
Could you also describe, I guess, some of the other events? I know you guys briefly mentioned some of the events so um, that your society has held. As, I know Heritage Days was mentioned. So what did you guys do, or what do you guys do for Heritage Days? Uh, every year it's been a different, pretty much a different event. Um, last year we, on uh, it's a three-day event most times. Last year on Friday night we showed the movie, The Viking, White Thunder, and on uh, Saturday afternoon, <clears throat> we had a big story circle, um, and that was about, uh, Margaret, you were... Yes, the focus last year focus. was mostly on sealing, and the, reeling, the reason why we showed the Frizzell film was part of it was actually filmed in Puchkov. Yes. And so there's this remarkable footage of the old lanch, or launch, as a townie would put it, or lanch, as they say in Puchkov, uh, with um, actors, amateur actors from Puchkov, hauling the boats ashore and some of them playing um, bit parts. And really, honestly, I don't think I'm being biased, but you look at the stilted Hollywood acting, of the 1920s and 30s and compare it to the wonderful naturalism and authenticity of people from Puchkov. And honestly, they're the ones who should get the Oscar nominations for this film, not the so-called stars from Hollywood. It's wonderful to watch. And they were in the outtakes. The shots of Puchkov were actually in the outtakes. Yes, that's right. Yeah. 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 And it was just by fluke uh, that Poe and her husband had gone to the rooms to see this film for one of the coffee and culture. And And I walked in, uh, I was meeting them there, and up on the big screen, it was this, and I walked in, I said, they were pointing, it's Poach Cove. (laughs) And it was, you know, and then they went on a search, or Poe did, to get a copy, because it it was in the outtakes, it was after the film was over. That's right, yeah. And in one instance, I think the wonderful actor, he plays an elderly gentleman in the in the, the <laughs> film, that we've identified who Everybody he is. Everybody try, was yes. trying to figure out who yeah. he was. Yeah. Yeah. So you figured out who that resident right. was? Right, yeah. and I regret to say I forget his name, but yeah, yeah we did figure it out. Mm-hmm. That sounds fantastic. I think I'll have to take a look at that You film. should, yeah. yeah. And so what other, other events do you have? The storytelling was one of those that you mentioned. Um, I know Kitchen Party was one event. So how does the community, I guess... Well, last Sunday, uh, last year on the Sunday, then we had uh, a concert, you know, and that that's always popular with local talent, you know, that went over well. And then something that um, proved to be popular for a time was uh, photographs in period costume and with kind of period background. But I think we've pretty well filmed everybody in Pooch Cove yes, now, so we'll we'll come up with we've another. We've done that two or three <laughs> times now, and uh, yeah, that was really. Really nice. What was the period costume? Was it during, like, what what were the costumes? It was about 1890s, I'd say. Yeah. yeah. Early early century. Right. Yeah. yeah. So big dresses, full suits. Yes. Big dresses, yes, and some traditional agricultural or fishing gear in the background. Mm-hmm. Very nice. And so um, I know we mentioned, I guess, the, the Heritage Days and also the, the app that you guys have created. So how do, uh, like, people in the community, how... Like, what has the reaction of the community been to these different events or different, uh, I guess, applications done by the society? Well, the app is just being revealed to the world, so we, we'll see. And we, we appreciate the publicity that this will, 
will bring, but we hope it will bring in some younger people uh, into the activities because it's very much a, a get out there and do it and appeals to modern technology too. And how about for the Heritage Days? Do you guys have people from all ages coming out for those? Yes. We do. And for some of them, we've actually had people from who are now living away come in. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we're very pleased with how, how it's going. Yes. Another thing that uh, I know was mentioned on your website was uh, the Water Witch. And so what can you explain what the Water Witch was and why it's significant? The Water Witch was uh, a ship that sank. Well, it, it hit a rock um, near, um, what, Horrid? Horrid Gulch, Horrid yeah, just Gulch, off yeah, there. Just, yeah. Well-named and, Gulch, yeah, too. Yeah, well-named Gulch, yeah. And uh, there's a walking trail. It's uh, it's at the very far end, close to Cape St. Francis, um, where the walking trail starts. And um, it's a... It's a very well known. It is, and it was quite a tragedy, tragedy. for the people of Cupids, yeah. which unites yes. Puchkov and Cupids together, because yeah. the people who went down on the Water Witch, the schooner, were all from Cupids. And I think all the women drowned um, because they had bustles on, so they just mm-hmm. sank to the bottom. Some of the men were rescued by Albert, but, well, the, one of the Puchkov residents got a medal from um the goodness I'm blanking out on the yes. name it's the it's the it was at the time in the British Empire the highest medal for bravery yes. you could get um and was granted by a society in England and the name will come to me in just a second brave Alfred Morris yes Alfred Morris was was his name yeah. and somehow they caught wind of the fact that the schooner had gone down and a number of men from Puchkov really risked their lives going down this icy rock face in the middle of a major November storm with howling winds and high seas. They really did risk their lives tremendously. Yes. Uh, uh, Moors went down first. I think some others went down some as Lang well. Mates. There was a Langmaid. A Langmaid's, right. house that they went mm-hmm. to. <clears throat> and they, they got some of the people off the the ship, but not all, obviously. Yeah. But if you go to Hard Gulch, and it really is worth seeing, you yeah. get such a sense of what they were up against. It, it's, I mean, even on a calm day, you can get yes. vertigo <laughs> just, yes, looking just looking down, down there. Down. Yeah. yeah. And so when you say they went down, so did they kind of go down over the rock cliff or rock uh, face? And ropes, and, with ropes, mm-hmm. yes. And then haul the men back up? Right. right, right. And one boy, I think, was the last uh, one, one to boy. come up. Yeah. yeah. And this was in November. So yes. it was quite cold. Yeah. And this boy hadn't any any boots or anything right. on his feet at this time. And then they had to get them all back to the village, yeah. and the, the women fed them and clothed them and mm-hmm. kind of nursed them back, and eventually yeah. they, they got back to Cupid's. Yeah. That's an the whole story yeah. is on our website. And we've had people from Cupid's come to Puchkov and yes. reverse, and reverse in the memorial we, of this. Yes, and I went to... Uh, Myself and a few others from our committee mm-hmm. went to Cupid's for the unveiling of the uh, memorial to the people who uh, drowned in that tragedy. It's a it's a really nice way to well it's not it's an unfortunate it's a connection yes. that but we it's, have it's with a nice Cupid's. connection to have yes. after such a tragedy. Yes. It yeah. is. Mm-hmm. 
Um, another, uh, I know, I think what you mentioned the booklet, and I was just wondering what kind of a process you went through to create the book, Our Home by the Sea, and if you could describe the book itself. Well, um, it started, actually in some ways this project started by almost accident. Um, we discovered, or not we, it was Roy Noseworthy and Gary Knight, um, a piece of machinery in the basement of what is now a lovely house, but it was formerly the Hudson uh, Cod Liver Oil Factory. And it was some sort of press. And the question became, what is this thing? And there were very divided opinions when we asked seniors as to what it was. Um, was it a cod liver oil press? Was it something that was used to press more salted cod into to barrels? What on earth was it? It's this press with a great big screw in it. And it was made by the Angel Manufacturing Company in St. John's about 1900, which is a whole other story in itself. The Newfoundland iron manufacturing uh, domestic industry that's now gone belly up. But when when we figured, we've wondered what on earth this was, and then there was a theory it had to do with cod liver oil, and because it was nobody knew what it was, we thought, my goodness, the memories of what, how cod liver oil was produced and its importance in Puchkov are just disappearing. And if we don't do this now, it's going to be gone, just totally gone. So I think our first activity was trying to figure out what the press was, and then, and it did prove to be a cod liver oil press, despite some controversy. Then we got together um, a talking circle, or story circle of seniors, uh, in one of our heritage days, and all these wonderful memories of cod liver oil came bubbling to the surface, including how despised it was by children, even though it was important to the economy. And we thought, well, we just we have to recapture this, and that's where we developed the idea of having um, a printed distribution of the information, but as well as that, an app to try something something new. And I must say, the example of the app at the battery was in the back of our minds because they'd done such a fabulous job. And um, really, in some ways, the the cod liver oil factory tour we hope is a proto project or a kind of beta test for a gen more general history of Puchkov and a walking tour of Puchkov. So thanks to the, the Heritage Foundation, we, we've, we now have the technical expertise to do this, and we kind of know uh, how, how to carry it forward to the next stage. I believe you asked about the, our book, uh, Our Home by the Sea. Uh, how that came about was through the story circles um, and members of our committee visiting a meeting with um, some senior residents one-on-one -on -one and recording stories that they had to tell <clears throat> and so many photographs that we acquired through our heritage days um, we saw you know from pictures that we had ourselves people would just flock you know, come and bring pictures with them, and uh, and that that's how the idea of the book uh, came about. That you know, there's so many stories, so many pictures. You know, there's there should be, you know a way that by creating the book was a way to share, and it's it's 
we've sold over 600 copies of this book. Wow. And yeah. so what does the book contain? You, you mentioned pictures and you mentioned stories. So when you say stories, is that like stories from particular interviews or? Uh, y- yes. Some of them are from interviews, but mostly um, a lot of them anyway would be, you know, background, like uh, about certain family and, and events and also... Um, <clears throat> You know, like schools, you know, and the churches. So it's a bit of everything in mm-hmm. there, really. And then the kind of economic structure of yes. the community, the importance right. um, of agriculture as well as the fishery in, right. in Puchkov. Um, and I think one there were many reasons why we wanted to do that. I mean, it just seems worth preserving. Mm-hmm. But also, I would say, as somebody who's new to Puchkov, uh, just there for five years, although it's a place, it's ironic. I was born in St. John's, but um, in those ancient days, uh, g- driving out to Puchkov was an absolute adventure. So I can remember Puchkov with its fishing flakes and those incredible five-tier structures by the lanch where they toss fish up and up and up to get up this just mm-hmm. precipitous cliff. I can remember it better than some of the young ones in Puchkov. But I think one of the the things we were trying to do with this history was um, kind of affirm the histories and the importance of the ancestors of Puchkov, yeah. the founders of Puchkov, but also Puchkov, like so many communities in Newfoundland, especially those close to St. John's, is undergoing such change. There are any number of people who've moved in um, for whom Puchkov is increasingly a suburb of St. John's. And we really wanted to preserve the past and a sense of place, that that, that sense of community not get lost um, as, as it becomes closer to town with bypasses and yeah. paved roads instead of a dusty road with potholes that you bump down. And as late as the 1950s, I'd say, mm-hmm. you, it was still an adventure to go to Puchkov. Yeah. And so for anybody, like another community who maybe wanted to do a similar booklet, would you have any advice to give to them, like starting out, I guess, what kind of things they might want to collect or how they might want to put a booklet together and how to go about printing it and all those things? Was there anything that you guys learned that you would suggest for another community? Well, I'd say the seniors are your guide. Ask them what they think is important. Um, And sometimes there are surprises uh, that that emerge. Um, and just rely on people's memories. Of course, cross-check it. It's helpful, um, I think, to have someone with some sort of formal training in, in history to kind of uh, sketch out the context. But really, start, start with the se- seniors, start with story circles. Um, you mentioned uh, surprising things might come up. What was something that came up that surprised you? Oh, I love the fairy stories of Puchkov myself. <laughs> Do you have any memories of particular fairy stories that stood out? Well, um, I don't want to give away the location because I don't want to scare them off. But, but work, there, there is certainly a band of thought that there are fairies in one of the walks up in the hills back there. <laughs> and do you, either of you guys have any stories about being fairy-led yourselves? Well, I'll confess to one down actually in Bay Bulls. Yeah? Yes, yes. This made me a bit of a convert, you know, despite being a university dean, and I'd be fired now by the faculty if I ever told you this story. But in when I was about 30 years old, 
I decided, against my mother's advice, I might might add, so there's a cautionary tale in this, because I had new sneakers, um, I decided to walk out to the um, the lighthouse at Bay Bulls. Now, it's impossible to get lost walking out to Bay Bulls because you've got the sea on one side. You can always hear where the sea is. I got out to the lighthouse, and I was on my way back, and I got totally addled. I had no idea where I was, absolutely none. And it was kind of frightening. So I sat down to kind of clear my head, and I happened to have a package of crackers in my pocket. And so I sat down and ate most of the crackers, but I dropped one on the ground. And it was a bit boggy, so I wasn't about to pick it up and eat it. And then my head cleared, and I went back to Bay Bull. So that's scene one. Well, scene three or two is I'm back in Bay Bulls, By this time, I'm writing a book about women's work in Newfoundland, and I was interviewing a woman in her 90s. And it's so often the case when you're doing interviews in Newfoundland, um, you have one agenda, and and the person you're talking to has another. And this charming lady wanted to talk about fairies out in Babels. I wanted to talk about agriculture, but she had she was having nothing to do with that. So she told me about how often people got led by the fairies out walking near the lighthouse, and the way you got out of it was to feed them a bit of bread. Now you can come up with the rational explanation that I was sugar-deprived, and I ate the crackers, and now my head cleared, or you can believe in fairies. I'm tilting to the fairies myself. (laughs) I can see that. (laughs) So you mentioned agriculture there, and I know earlier you mentioned agriculture in Pooch Cove. So besides, like, with agriculture, what kind of, I guess... What kind of, um, I guess, vegetables? What what was the what was the agriculture like in Pooch Cove? Well, my one of my grandfathers raised sheep, so okay. and there were other people, Connors, that had sheep, uh, and a shay. So there were, you know, there was a few people who, you know, that was one aspect. Um, and then again, most people had their own vegetable gardens. That was the norm. And then Puchkov was close enough to St. John's that they could develop a small commercial farming sector. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm told that way back when, I can't even date it precisely, there was actually a cattle drive that went from Puchkov into St. John's. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't have yeah. any recollection. A little before your time. Oh, probably, <laughs> yes, yeah. <laughs> and so... You mentioned uh, fishing in the community, so fishing yes, was the was main. The, pro- the main, mm-hmm. of course. And so you mentioned when you would come in off the water, you'd have to go up this massive stage. So can you describe that a little bit? If you were coming in off the water, what 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 would you see if you were coming in off the water? Cliffs, cliffs, <laughs> and this incredible architectural achievement of local fishermen. I mean, if you look at the pictures of Puchkov as late as... When were the stages carried away in a storm? About the 1980s, I think, Gail? Probably, yeah. Yeah. It's, it is remarkable. Um, there were five tiers of stages that made it in gradual levels or tiers up the cliff face, and fish would be offloaded in the skiff or the dory down at the sea level and then tossed from level to level until finally it got up to the to, um, to the flake level. Um, and it, 
It required such a knowledge of how to build securely. Um, I mean, these are fishermen without training and calculus or civil engineering or whatever, and they just managed to do it in the same way that they managed to build um, cod liver oil factories. If you look at their, at what you would need to know to build a cod liver oil factory, it was remarkable. You had to be able to get water into it. You knew, had to know hydraulics, how to operate valves, how to keep vats going, bubbling at a certain temperature. This is pre-electricity, um, you know, with just wood, not even coal, but wood. Mm-hmm. Um, and then how to draw it off, when to draw it off. And it was all built by local people. Uh, just as one of our interviewers said, they didn't have university degrees, but they had common sense. And it was more than common sense. It was kind of a genius for the machine. <laughs> I think that's a lovely way to end it there, just kind of uh, talking about the memories that you know older people have of those ingenious ways to create mm-hmm. something out of nothing. Um, so I'd like to say thanks to having both you guys on the show. I'm Tara Barrett, and you've been listening to Living Heritage, a production of CHMR Radio 93.5, in collaboration with the Intangible Cultural Heritage Office of the Heritage Foundation of Newfoundland and Labrador. Find us online at ichblog.ca or on iTunes. Thanks for listening. <laughs>